flowers are blooming, the lawns are starting to come alive, and spring is just starting to get in the air here in South Jersey. And that means it's another time for our Something in the Air podcast, recapping the month of March here. We have a good amount to talk about with our weather friend, New Jersey State climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. We're talking about the early start to spring we've had. In fact, a record early start to spring in some ways. Talking about our temperatures for the month of March, precipitation during the month of March. And we also talk about our drought status because that's creeping back in and the wildfire threat too here. So we got a nice jam-packed lineup for you here as we recap the month of March. Let's turn it over to Dave Robinson to talk about what we just saw. All right, and we have Dr. Dave Robinson here to talk to us all about the month of March here. Uh Dr. Robinson, uh, as we go into March, we always say, you know, goes in like a lion, comes out like a lamb here. What do you think? Do you think it was a lion and a lamb this March? It's been pretty, It's been, first of all, hi. Uh, it's been pretty lamb-like this month. Um, a little milder than normal, uh, drier than normal, no major storms, you know, one nasty brush fire. Um, it's, it's kind of a nondescript, um, month in some respects. Yeah. Not always bad, by the way. No, right. Uh, we can certainly use a break from all the, uh, significant wacky kind of weather here. Here's my question for you though, before we actually get into our month of weather here, are you jealous of all the snow out in California, the 300, 400 inches of snow near Tahoe as the snow king, the global snow king? I would love to see what that was like. I've watched many videos. I look at the traffic cams from Caltran, um, <laughs> see see the snow up in South Lake Tahoe. I, I've been in the area, so I know some of the roads. I know some of the spots, um, not just Donner Pass on Route 80. Uh, so it's just amazing to see. Um, it's wonderful for them in some respects, uh, in terms of their water reserve and getting them out of a drought. It's miserable in another extent that there's been damage done to buildings and people have been greatly inconvenienced by the mass of the snow. And then there's still some concern that the melt may occur too rapidly. Uh, and with that additional flooding, not only up on the mountains, but down in the valleys of California. So they're not out of the woods yet. Uh, in terms of some dangers associated with it. But boy, it's just amazing sequence of weather events again and again and again. Yeah, a lot of those are those atmospheric river events that we've talked about um, before where, you know, you got a lot of, it's really a lot of upper level moisture that comes into California or Oregon and Washington. And when it, that moisture gets up against the mountains, it kind of rings it out and you get a lot of snow there. And that that's exactly what they're seeing. Or it could be rain too. Let me ask you though, how, when do you think that snow is going to melt? Yeah, well, we were talking about that because we have vacationed out there in uh, early July and we did some hiking, an incredible hike an hour outside of um, Tahoe and, and just one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever taken. And we were walking over some snow uh, we were talking about maybe going back there this summer, and I said we wouldn't be able to take that hike probably until August um, because there's so much snow. 
No, wait, um, when did you go? What month? I don't think you said it was, what month? It was early July. It was early mm-hmm. July, five, six years ago, something like that. It had been an okay, but not a horrible snow season, but nothing like this. Uh, it's should- going to be a long time, likely, for the snow to melt on that particular trail we took. Um, so it's, it's you know, Monmouth Mountain out there is talking about staying open for skiing through July. And they <laughs> normally go through Memorial Day. They've had, up on the summit, they've had like 800, 700 inches of snow, however they measure it. Uh, it's just incredible amounts of snow. Uh, yes. And for as much snow as they've seen, uh, we barely uh-huh. saw any here. South Jersey's number one right now. The, oh, okay. least, the least snowy winter on record in South Jersey. And that's Burlington Ocean southward um with the stations we have down there we've looked at multiple stations we have records back to 1895 96 winter right now south jersey sitting at 0.4 inches of snow for the winter and that is a record i know we've talked about philadelphia not having snow in 97 98 72 73 was a low year um 1918 1919 was a low year but for South Jersey, right now, it's number one. Central Jersey, it's number three. North Jersey, ah, I think it's seven or eight. Um, and um, overall for the state, number three. So I think what you're telling us is that South Jersey is number one two winters in a row. Last winter, the snowiest. You're paying for last winter. You're paying for last winter. Listen, I think you would agree with me. If we're going to have low snow, we might as well break a record while we're doing it. I've said that definitely. And, you know, somehow subconsciously, I must have known this was going to happen because we have a loft in the garage. And I realized a couple of weeks ago, I never took my cross-country skis out of the loft and I never took my snow shovels out of the loft. (laughs) And I almost always do that as part of a fall ritual. So I don't know. I'm not claiming any, you know, Mm. seer or sayer or whatever, but. Are you the snow god? Yeah, I'm the snowman. Snowman, okay. We'll we'll take that. You are the snowman. Um, And that really has parlayed into an early spring. You know, we had on our Across the Sky podcast, that's our national weather podcast we do with our lead team of meteorologists, Lee Enterprises, parent company to press. You've been on it before, but anyway, we had Teresa Crimmins, who's director of the National Phenology Network. I think you know, I know her. her. Okay, yeah, she's great. We, we love her. Um, and her actual phenology network said that at the Jersey Shore, it was actually the earliest spring in their 40 years of record keeping when it comes to first bloom and first leafing here. So, you know, record low snow, really early with the spring here, record early spring in 40 years of record keeping kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, I, I, I had, I'd I have to look at that because I know a lot of their day is based on models. It um, is. Most of it is with some observations. And, and spring comes late to the coast in any year. Now, having said that, uh, the coastal New Jersey relative to normal was warmer in the state this past month than South Jersey away from the coast or North Jersey. Uh, temperatures are running 2.8 above at the marina. Um, and and they were running, uh, you know, a little bit above normal, um, more so 
basically I'm saying along the coast. Um, the ocean water stayed warmer this winter, which helped things out. So maybe, just maybe, one thing's for sure, it was starting to become an early spring. The breaks were put on a little bit this March, which wasn't as abnormally warm as January, record warmth, February, near record warmth. This February, this March, we're going to average maybe 30th in terms of, of, of warmth out of 128 years. I mean, that's right. impressive. 129 129 um you know so. it's it's interesting because a number of people have said that you know oh my gosh like you know we couldn't shake winter march was chilly as opposed to february and Jan january and february and you're shaking your head no and i i'm oh. this, you're gonna see where i'm going with this you know we were still above average like i think we're expecting march to be in the 60s and 70s and that just unfortunately doesn't happen for us in march no, well, especially near well, the coast. But right. Even, I mean, the marina got up to 62 degrees on one day in March, but the airport got up to 67. Right. For the warmest of the month. You know, but what you have along the coast, and you have to look at that, oftentimes it's, it's not all that unusual that the last freeze of early spring, late winter, whatever you want to call it, some, some years it's in late March and there's no spring uh freeze beyond there in april or you know even in the pinelands interior you can get into may with freezes and this year so far the last freeze at the marina was the 20th of march now it's going to be very interesting to see if we have a cold spell in in early april that will drop the temperature to freezing or was that the last freeze at the marina for the season um they only had three freezes in all of march uh the airport had 12 uh, it shows you the contrast if anyone asked ever asks you or tells you what the temperature was in atlantic city you got one question to ask them airport or marina oh 1000 i mean i keep going back to the blizzard we had in january um you know where you know, nationally, was people were saying Atlantic City and what was happening in Atlantic City was not happening at the airport. I mean, granted, Atlantic City got a lot of snow, but the airport really saw, uh, you know, a, a significant amount of snow, I believe about a, uh, 16, 17 inches. So, you know, there is a difference. I do want to say with that freeze, I had a, I had someone uh, call into me from Ocean City a couple days ago. We're recording this on the 30th. He called on the 20 uh, yesterday and the 29th. Want to know if it was the last freeze in Ocean City because he's going to Florida and wants to know what he should do with his sprinklers. So, you know, I actually told him I believe he's going to be okay. The average last freeze is April 4th. And going into the early part of April, we do look to be well above average as we go into that part. You're shaking your head now. We might have to have a little oh, bit. You've got to have, and you've got to have a hard freeze too. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Top below freezing for a number of hours. And if you're right on the coast, that's unlikely to happen. But if you're 10 miles inland, oh, you know, don't turn on the sprinklers yet. Don't turn on your outside hoses and, and such, because you can have five, six, eight hours below freezing. You have temperatures down into the mid 20s, well into April. Yeah. And I apologize. I thought you were challenging me there. I thought that's why you were. Challenging no, me. challenge you. No, I wouldn't challenge you. Never, never. You know, I forgot to say, too. Uh, real quick, this is the 10-year anniversary of my internship with you, where it all began. I was going to lead off with it, but it just re-entered my mind. So 
Happy we anniversary. Still, we still have to finish that dew point study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have a whole podcast episode on that. It's going to be our next episode. What was it? It was the climatology of dew points in New Jersey. It was really interesting. We never really kind of nailed it. I I, I was in Denver a couple of days ago last weekend at the geographer's annual meeting, and I saw a poster uh, on, on dew points. Uh, I was going to talk to you about it. It was uh, done by a student down at Salisbury State College with a professor person I haven't seen in years, but I know. And they were looking at down in Salisbury, Maryland, at dew point climatology. And it reminded me of... Uh, of our our work, but it, it's yes. an interesting study. They were finding that dew points were rising, meaning the air is a little bit more filled with moisture, um, making for more uncomfortable summer weather. And they were finding that dew points were staying high into the fall, not starting up early in the spring. That, that hadn't changed too much. But in the fall, summer essentially was hanging on. And that's exactly, if you had asked me what I would have told you for New Jersey, that, you know, summers just are lasting longer, not necessarily starting up earlier. Um, they, you know, we've seen them come and go and come and go and come and go early in the spring. Yeah, yeah, agreed 100% on that. And uh, speaking of dew points in moisture, we're going to talk about precipitation during the month of March, but we're going to take a break. We'll come back something in the air. All right, Joe here, Dr. Dave Robinson here, the New Jersey State Climatologist, also my weather dad. And hey, we're coming up close to our birthdays. Our next episode is going to be our birthday month special, May 13th. Do we have to talk about that? Um, I mean, I'm willing to talk about it if you are, but you know, we're more than uh, happy not to speak about it if if you'd like. You might have a milestone birthday coming up. I'm not, you know, not you sure. do. I don't. Not me. I'm saying you. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Um, All right. Let's get back to uh, our weather here over the month of March. Precipitation. Um, February was kind of dry. Where would we stack up in March? March was rather dry. Now we're taping on the 30th, as you said, and there's a chance of some precipitation coming in. Um, But the heaviest will probably be falling. And you can tell me, meteorologist, on the 1st, not on the 31st. And, of course, at our cooperative stations, the month ends tomorrow morning, the 31st, because of the observing practice. So we're going to come in on the low side. There's absolutely no question. I mean, I just haven't seen many downpours in a long time. Um, Looking at at Atlantic County, um, the wettest location in in March, Egg Harbor City, at 3.34 inches. That's about an inch below normal. And then even lower than that, down in uh, over in Brigantine, 1.81 inches and real dry. Um, Cape May, 2.56 is the best could be mustered at Woodbine and 1.63, excuse me, at Wildwood Crest. And then up Parkway, Point Pleasant Beach. That was one of the wetter parts of the state was the northern coast, Monmouth, Northern Ocean and, and thereabouts. 4.30 inches at Point Pleasant Beach. 
that's going to come in as one of the wettest spots in the state. And that's about average. So the best spots came close to average. But Long Beach Township, Ocean County, not Monmouth County, Long Beach Township, 2.79. So up the coast a little bit better. Um, down the coast, so-so. Uh, and, and generally statewide, this is going to be a month. If you had to pull a number, a round number out, two inches below normal, you pull out a percentage, you'd say somewhere 60% of normal for the month. And we'd like to do better. We would like to do better, particularly when February was on the, the dry side as well. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of looking through the month, I really got no particular events that were interesting when it came to uh, precipitation. No. I mean, it was just a kind of dry, couple of rain showers, you know, month. As you like to say, this time of year, right, we're looking for like an inch of precipitation a week, but kind of spread out uh, in a couple of different days. And uh, we didn't quite get there. No, we only had one event in February where one station in our Kokoraz network made it above an inch for the event. There was only no other event did any place else have an inch or more. Now, I haven't looked at the March data yet, um, but it's not going to be much better than that uh, in, in March this year. We had one that one main event mid-month where there was a fair bit of snow up north, um, and, and it was a pretty wet one. Um, but otherwise, you know, I was thinking about it, we're getting quarter inch rain here, half an inch of rain there, no real soakers. Um, and, and that's getting a little bit worrisome. And I'll yeah. leave that to you to lead us into a discussion of drought. Yeah, that's what I want to get into, which is uh, it's kind of peeking its head back into the area. It never quite left, right? In some nope. in Cape May County, but you know, the United States drought monitor, which you have a say and an influence on what's going on in terms of who's in drought or who's not in drought. Uh, pretty much everywhere south of the Atlantic City Expressway is in this abnormally dry condition. It's that kind of stage in between okay and being in drought. So it's not, you know, it's kind of like a war, you know, like a watch out, you know, hey, but we're not in there yet. Yeah. Um, so we've been there. And, you know, as we go into April, Sun's getting stronger. You know, listen, you can already start burning if you're outside for a long period of time now. You know, we dry out. You really need that rain in April and May and, and June here, you know, as it's as the air is still a little dry and even very dry, depending on where we're at. So I'll give it back to you. You were the one who helped put together these maps. But, you know, we expanded throughout the month of March. Yeah, we're in uh, expanded D0, which is considered abnormally dry. So the D word there is dry, not drought. Um, it's a heads up, as you were suggesting. Sometimes it's also we're pulling out, which we've seen out in the western United States in some spots. Uh, but I can tell you a week ago, we expanded it from Cumberland, Cape May County, west into Salem, up to Camden. And as you said, down the AC Expressway to southern portions of Atlantic County. Um, it ha and some of that region's never climbed out of it. It's been well over a year in there. And that was primarily driven by low groundwater levels. We just haven't had the soaking rains to make us fully relaxed down there. But now it's not only the longer term groundwater, it's the short term um, D0. Um, all of Delaware went into D0 as of today. Last week, 
when we went to Salem, D0, northern Delaware went into D0. There's some spots t on D1 when you get down to Delmarva Peninsula. And, you know, it doesn't, unless we get an awful lot of rain this weekend or something close to normal, three quarters of an inch, an inch, there's a chance we may see D1 begin to rear its ugly head, probably focusing first on Cumberland County, maybe portions of, North, uh, of Cape May. I don't even know where it would be yet. I have to look at the numbers. We look at groundwater. We look at stream flow. We look at the past week of precip, but more importantly, we look at 30, 60, and 90-day departures from normal. There are some other indices that are used that look at soil moisture. Um, we'll sometimes look at whether there's been a, a plethora of fires in the area. That can be a pretty good indicator. And we're a little worried about Northwest Jersey as well. They've been on the low side, and they were the last place up north to come out of D0 earlier this winter, late fall, early winter. So, you know, and even statewide, I'm getting a little bit concerned. Um, and, and it's we can buy some time in, in the winter because evaporation rates are low. Trees aren't transpiring. It's, it's just colder. Um, but when we start to get into March and now into early April, we have to be much more cautious and in some respects act, be more active, more, more proactive in what we do with these drought designations. So, you know, I'd like nothing more than a couple of well-behaved soaking rains. Um, it would take a little bit of a pressure off the farmers as they prepare to get out in their fields. It would take pressure off of the fire officials as they're trying to finish up their controlled burns um, and not have to fight actual brush fires. But I'm a little nervous right now, to tell you the truth. And in the long range for the next week or two, I haven't seen the 6 to 10, 8 to 14 this afternoon day outlooks, I should say. But there was nothing suggesting in yesterday's that there would be abundant rains in South Jersey anytime in the next week or two. Uh, you know what? Just a little bit of a lean above average in precipitation. For people who don't know these maps, the Climate Prediction Center, which is a government agency in Maryland, they put out these maps. They do temperature and precipitation six to 10 days out. It's a slight lean. Okay. It's That's nothing, true. you know, but nothing's in it. It's not a big lean. Temperatures, there's a... Yes. I mean, a very, um, I believe, I'm just kind of looking at the map now, 70 to 80% chance we're above average as opposed to being near average and below average. So you're comparing three things. For precipitation, it's 30 to 40% above average as opposed to average and below average. That's not that much, but hopefully we can get something. Let, let me ask you, though, because we do, we do have a little bit of time here. You get into drought, right? So there's four stages of drought. There's moderate drought. That's D1. D2 is severe drought. D3 is extreme drought. And D4 is exceptional drought. Let's say we get into moderate drought. What does that actually mean for people if this was happening during the month of April? What Would, would we notice anything? Who would notice anything? What about farmers? Yeah, that, that that's a great question. I, I think in some respects, farmers wouldn't mind it too much because they need to get in their fields. And if it's too wet, they can't get things planted. But as soon as we get into May and they're looking for crops to start germinating, 
then they're going to worry about the absence of precipitation. So, you know, many times a farmer would say they'd rather have less moisture in their field and uh, they'd really like to have the ability through irrigation to add the water because you can't pull the water out of the fields. I mean, there are fields that are called tiling, not in New Jersey that I know of, but there's no wonderful sponge you could put it out in the field and soak off all the excess moisture. But we really have to start worrying about germination, people's gardens and whatever. Um, there be We'd have to really worry about the fire threat and really hope that things green up quickly and the grasses get some moisture in them as they green up and fo- start photosynthesizing and, and the leaves come on the deciduous trees and such. Um, we're going to have to hope for that. Um, but yeah, no major um, difficulties in April, if it would remain dry, I would start worrying getting into the uh, later, middle to later part of spring. Right. Um, we want to have ample reserves for, for the summer. Gotcha. And let's get into wildfire because you touched on it before just about a minute ago. We did have one uh, brush fire that was in Little Lake Harbor Township at the Stafford Forge wildlife management um, area that was on tuesday march 6th um now it did get 100 percent contained within the day by the forest fire service so hats off to them great job um you know march is wildfire season there's a lot of prescribed burning that happens by the forest fire service to prevent the big fires um from spreading even more but we did have a on well we don't know if it's unintentional or intentional but it wasn't a prescribed burn. It was a wildfire here. So we had that. And then as we project forward, it sounds like, you know, what we're saying is, you know, we're, we're kind of on shaky ground when it comes to wildfire season. Yeah. If we're not really getting that inch of rain per week, like you said, more of a tinderbox as we go into the spring with our pinelands. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Something I never thought of before, um, but I was talking to some fire folks, experts, and the one thing they found interesting about this winter, and I, I don't know how much study has been done on it, but even one heavy snow or the two big snows of last winter will compress the debris on the forest floor. And think about it. When you want to build a, a fire, campfire, whatever, you put in the t- tinder, the kindling, and you keep it apart and such so you can blow some air in there and get the fire going. You don't pack it together. So the fact that we didn't pack down last fall, early winter's debris, it could make the fire, the forest floors more of a tinderbox this spring compared to mm-hmm. others. I don't know how many studies have been on on it. Like I hadn't thought about it, but when I heard it, it was like, yeah, that makes all kinds of sense. They definitely have a lot of uh, wisdom, some infinite wisdom, what's going on in the Pinelands. I didn't think about that either. So you got a good point there. Um, all right. Well, that was, that was our monthly March recap for us here. Man, time really flies when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. We always yeah. find something interesting to talk about. Even in rather a lackluster month, you and I will always find something to talk always about. always be something there. Absolutely. Um, just tell us where we can find... New Jersey weather and climate information from the state climatologist. If you want to read about March's climate in a week or so, we'll be publishing the narrative on njclimate.org and you can find all sorts of historic data there. And you can use that site to link to our weather network, 
or you can go directly to njweather.org, and there you will find our New Rutgers, New Jersey Weather Network. Our 65 stations are out there, many in South Jersey, keeping our finger on the pulse of New Jersey's weather and climate every five minutes, seven days a week. That's it. Yep. Awesome website. I use it often. We appreciate uh, you telling us all about the month of March. We're going to be back with you at the beginning of May, or it might be very early in, or very late in April, somewhere around the turn of the month there. We're going to recap the month of April, and we're going to talk about our birthday month, May 13th. What a great day it's going to be, especially on a Saturday. Go us. Better when it's it on a Friday. No, it's on a Saturday, isn't it? It is. I said it's better when it's on a Friday. Oh, Friday 13th. Yes. yes. It is. can be better on a Friday. Um, for Dr. Dave Robinson, I'm meteorologist Joe Marcucci at the Press of Atlantic City. We'll see you next time on Something in the Air podcast.